Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. morning. Good morning. Good evening. Good Why morning. are we whispering? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It, was, it felt like the moment. Every time to you be a do whisper. that, we end up starting like out with like a silent shit as if we're not. Well, who we are. <laughs> hey, I just thought it needed to be like a little, you know. <laughs> oh, it's real sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I say yeah. fuck like five times an episode. You really do. You like to let that shit fly. Fuck is my favorite. It is a great word. Yeah. It it really enhances the sentence. It's an interjectory. It is. Just like absolutely not. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's not absolutely fucking not. No, it's absolutely not. Like, there's just. People just use that word so wrong sometimes. They do. They do. You know. Anyway. um, So, a couple things. This is episode six. Episode six. Oh wow, we are and we've officially been doing this for a month. Oh my god, it's our month anniversary. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so happy. It's been fun. It has it? It's been really fun, actually. I really like doing this. You know, I actually like you, you know. I like you a lot. Oh. I like doing this with you. It's fun, isn't it? It's great. Oh god, that was such a sickening moment. It was so gross. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what? You know what I'm really excited about or really happy about? The fact that we've committed to this. Yo. Because, baby. I can't even commit to a workout plan. <laughs> Ditto. And um, we've been doing this every Saturday recording. Saturday, releasing, Sunday. And we release. Release every Friday. We release every Friday, y'all. On time. On, on time, every time. I don't know I why mean, y'all... Y'all keep asking me when y'all are going to release another one. It's been every Friday. It's every Friday. I try to, we try to keep the same time. However, listen, um, my, my job don't like me. And so it just seemed like every Friday, these kids want to Kirk up. I don't understand. Cause it. it's Friday. Friday's a Friday's fight day. First of all, no, actually it's not. It's not. It's not. Every day is fight day. <laughs> when I say every day, every day this week, we have had multiple fights a day. Oh, your kids is um baby day. They wild. They wild as hell, and they give no fucks. It's been a couple of um, this little boy. He flicked off the teacher. He said, "Fuck you, I don't care." I said, "Oh." This girl walked up to me one week. She said, "She said I don't give a fuck. Fuck this school. I I want her to shoot me my one. I'm telling you, these kids give no fucks. They are crazy. Like, honestly, teenagers are probably the most terrifying thing to walk the face of the earth. First right of now. all, first of all, fuck this. Let me specify the age range. Oh, 11 to 14 year old. I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> these little motherfuckers is different. They know things that I." Don't. Uh, I, why do you know that? Because they have social media. They gotta stop. We gotta stop. They have it though. We can shut it down. Shut it all down. <laughs> Turn it they off. Be, they be coming to school to fight each other because somebody said something they ain't like about somebody on they on they Instagram, and I be like, keep that shit at home. <laughs> like Again, if you gonna if you, fight, if if you, you beefing at the rough, club. <laughs> The beef keep, at the club. If you having cyber beef, keep that shit cyber. It don't really mean shit if you say it over internet. It's not even real. 
It's the not internet's not real. real. It's not real. But apparently, you know, they, they give the fucks about that. But yeah, they keep me, they keep all of us busy. And then they be coming to me talking about, hey, Miss Stevens, I think you should have this student. And then they be students that just be bad as hell because they feel like it. I feel like they're going to grow up to be really interesting adults. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm... I'm <laughs> they're going to be fun adults. No. They're going to be no. <laughs> storied no. adults. No. Mm-mm. You know what? <laughs> Our parents was afraid for us to become adults, but... The amount of afraid or feared <laughs> that I am for these little motherfuckers coming up. Because one, they had to live through a pandemic. Two, they were already struggling to do basic reading, writing, arithmetic. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, they don't give a fuck about education as they should. Like, you know how you always knew when something was written by a female versus a male. Now, you can't tell where the damn. You talking about the handwriting? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. That was always a weird thing that we could always, I could always look at something and be like, that was written by male fingers. Unless you, okay, well, for whatever reason, my brother is an artiste, though. Quentin's handwriting is fucking beautiful. Always has been. It always looks like he's like purposely drawing. Beautiful. It's so pretty. That's Even nice. when it's sloppy, it's pretty. <laughs> I'm like, this is cute. That's unfair. No. The one thing about our parents, even though they was dysfunctional as hell, one thing they agreed on throughout their entire marriage was our education came first for both of us. And, um, what was the other thing? And, like, our work always had to be presentable. Like, mm-hmm. we had to look presentable. Our work had to be presentable. Like, anything, our speaking had to be presentable. Like, we weren't allowed to use Ebonics in our household as kids. Like, oh, we yeah. were not allowed to say, I'm finna go to the store or I'm finna go to my friend's house. She was like, you, I'm sorry, excuse me? I'm going to go to my friend's house. Like, it was full proper sentence structures in our house like we were not allowed to do anything slacked off whether we were at school or not yeah and that was like a consistent thing so now but it's so interesting because now that we grown you've heard my mother (laughs) that has to be like mom got comfortable mom (laughs) comfortable she's like a whole (laughs) Baby, she said, y'all grown, fuck this shit. I'm finna say it and do and be how I want to be. I said, oh, well, where was this woman 20 years ago? <laughs> What's so funny is I used to be, like, afraid that she would, like, see the show and be like, Chanel is like that? Channy's like that? Okay, so disclaimer, she still hasn't seen it yet. Don't. <laughs> Don't judge me, mom. <laughs> I mean, I did warn her that it was colorful. And that, you know, we was working on it. But I just had, actually, I haven't sent it to neither parent, parental unit. Oh. 
My daddy, I ain't worried about. He just gonna be like, Ariel, stop cussing. I'm be like, Daddy, fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Won't. I, no. <laughs> I'm this just mine. I the do people they want. The adults that are in my life are gonna see me and see this ep- like this show and be like, she talked about sucking dick for 15 minutes. We didn't talk about sucking dick for 15 minutes. It was more like <laughs> less than five. But the fact that she said gawk gawk three thousand, I sure, <laughs> sure did. That is still a great moment. <laughs> sure but did. But again, like. I'm sorry, but I am I am less than a year away from 30. If you don't know that my mouth is vicious by now, I've said some <laughs> things around my mother. She was like, oh, wow, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with my daughter. Yeah, you are, sweetie. <laughs> I have those Me experiences with had my to sister, have a different though. kind of conversation with her Mother's Day, and she was not prepared. Hell, we weren't prepared either. We still look at her like, Huh? Listen, you find st- new things out about your parents as you get older. I actually find that, the, and actually this kind of like just goes into our topic for this week about adulting and how different things are now that we are full-fledged adults. And it's like, you realize like, first of all, them grown-ass conversations they told you stay up, stay out of bullshit. <laughs> it's nothing but some gossipy ass, childish ass. It really is. They were like, "Don't stay out of grown folks' business." What are y'all talking about? How to manage business? What are you talking about? Taxes? No. no, no. Who was fucking who? The same shit I was talking about when I was at that age. Like literally, it's just y'all just bigger. That's it. However, it was just certain things about the certain people we weren't supposed to hear about. So like conversations my parents used to have with each other. Me and Quincy ain't need to know about that. That was not a conversation we needed to have. Yeah, because you're not really, you don't need to know that Auntie So and So been doing what and what. And honestly, the stuff that we even did find out when we did become grown about our parents didn't come from our parents. And that for us was like a, a head scratcher. And we were really upset about it because it was like, y'all do realize they still birthed us, even though we grown. I don't need to know their business. I didn't need to know. There are some facts. I'm just like, I don't, I don't need to know that about my mother or my father. Like, I thank you, but no. And realizing that and then just like, which is why I was like, I'm really happy we decided to stick to this because our schedules during the week conflict. <laughs> I work a vampire shift. She do. I hate her shift. And I work nine to five. So, you know. Actually, wait, I lied. I work nine to five for my main job. And then my, my second job, I work 6.45 to 10.30 p.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So, <clears throat> you know what's funny, though? As yeah. much as we be busy, we still find time to, like, FaceTime each other, like, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> many, and many do. times. <laughs> and do. Because I be like, oh, let me call her. We got to talk about this. And then... <laughs> We sit there and stare at each other. She get her work done. I get my work done. We don't be saying shit. For the longest period of time. Those are my favorite kind of friendships. So I ain't saying shit. You ain't saying shit. But we here. I can see your face. Yeah. We here. We do what we need to do. Because you'll be on your... Because you, don't you have training for the next few weeks? Yeah. So you be training and then you, pick, you pop in. You do what you got to do. And then we be doing what we got to do. I still got to work on your thank you too. I ain't forget. It's just the um, and we got to talk to to you know our our, uh, our media manager, social media manager. We have a social media y'all. Manager. We professional. We professional at full. Mm-hmm. As I said, 
as I said, professional F <laughs> And so, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. But I realized that adulting is like training, even when it's going well. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we decided to talk about this was because, one, Jonathan Reynolds is one of like my favorite gospel artists. And he's just fine, too. He's just a beautiful chocolate. Well, he's not... Well, he more like a butterscotch. But he pretty, though. He is. He really and I just want to meet him. I just want to meet him and hug him and see what he smell like a little bit. That sounds creepy as fuck, but... <laughs> I want to know what his skincare regimen is. I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, him and Molly, him and Molly Music decided after moving on... We just going to make some damn music together and go on tour together and then not come to Florida. The fuck? Many artists do that because Florida is ass. Touche. Touche. And also it's hard to sell tickets in certain areas in Florida. And Florida is just stupid. So. We don't know how to act in the pandemic. <clears throat> and don't. The closest they're coming to it is Atlanta and I just... Atlanta is just about as bad as the entire state of Florida. So I said I was just going to stay here mm-hmm. and be okay with that. But his song, they have a song called Adulting. And it was just so amazing that, first of all, he made an anthem about adulting. Yeah. And the fact that when you realize that adulting is literally doing the same thing every month, every single month, you pay bills, you go to work. You do laundry. You cook. And then you start the shit all over again. Now, I don't have children that I birthed. And I praise God for it. Ooh, thank Lord. Do I want my own kids eventually? <clears throat> Absolutely. Do I want to be in a different headspace, heart space, economic space? Yes. And so it's like, Let's talk about this because, again, I, I mentioned that I'll be 30 mm. next year, right? I think I'm one of the few that is not terrified about crossing over into the 30s. <clears throat> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared as hell. Why? Um, I'm Okay, so I'm going to be honest, right? I, when I was in high school... I did not have a plan for past like 20 because at the time I didn't think I was going to live past 20. I had the plan. I was like, listen, I'm exiting this plane of earth. I'm like, I'm exiting this plane of existence at like 20. I can't do this anymore. Well, praise God. You're still here. Praise God. But here's the thing what people don't tell you about like that kind of like that suicidality. Right. When you don't have a plan after 20, and you make it past 20. Like, what am I supposed to do at this what point? What the fuck <laughs> am I like, fucking doing? Like, okay, so... Like, I'm um, existing right now, and I'm like, whoa, this, what is this shit? Let me clear this up for you, right? So, you said you didn't have a plan past 20. Bitch, you're 26. I'm 26? <laughs> I mean, yes, thank God, I'm 26. I made it. But, oh my God, I like, made it. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Sorry, you turned it on. Your fault. So, now that you've made it to 26, 
where is your heart now as far as what you want to see out of your life? I, I have a design or an idea of, I kind of let go of the idea of just trying to make a direct plan of what I want because I know that in life, it just doesn't happen. Right. What I ultimately want is to find not just happy, but an actual joy. Yeah. I want to be completely joyful. And I'm like, I'm putting the work in that I'm, I'm doing now so that I can maintain joy and not just be able to have joy for myself, be able to be joy so openly that people feel it when they're around me. Like my goal in life is I want to feel like a warm yellow light to people. Come on, warm yellow light. Yes. <laughs> Come on. But here's the great part, though. Why do you have to be scared of that? Because you're saying you're terrified of 30. Who's to say that on the other side of 30 that that warm yellow light is not you? Why not, why not look forward to that? I think so. You know, this is weird because you know me. I'm not. I'm not pessimistic, but I'm not optimistic either. You're a realist. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, it's not unfortunate, but I did not grow up being able to have the rose-colored glasses on or the, the mm -hmm. fantasy or the fairy tale that most people think about life like. First of all, I was looking at a prime example in my household, a pure D dysfunction. The fuck do I think? Disney was a great escape, mm -hmm. but it did not become my, my reality. Like, I did not think Very much so. that Disney was how life was going to be. Yeah. Never once did I ever think, oh, I'm going to grow up. I'm this princess. First of all, now I think about it. Nobody in my household called me a princess. You know, like the girls in the family, they would go, hey, princess, hey, dude. No, yeah. fuck that. They ain't call me that. They did not call me that. Was I named after a Disney princess? Absolutely. Sure was. True that. Do I have, was I, was I treated like a princess? Eh. Eh. Did I get a lot of what I wanted? Absolutely. From everybody in the house. <laughs> From everybody. My brother don't want to admit that he was a part of that. But it's okay. You know? Um, everybody. Right. And so, um, I think that with 30, because, okay. My 20s was, is... It, it was fun. It's been fun. A lot of moments were fun, especially during college. It was definitely a lot of fun. Both times. <laughs> um, let me specify because people might think, okay. I went to undergrad at Bethune-Cookman University. <laughs> Dates on the beach, Florida. Hey, y'all. Shout out to y'all. And then I went to graduate school. In Washington, D.C. at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, right? Mm -hmm. Both times were fun. I learned a lot about myself both times. I think my master's degree meant a little bit more to me than my, my bachelor's because 
I did it for me. Right. Not necessarily the once you graduate high school, you go to college. Like mm-hmm. not because of society telling you this is the standard or this is the expectation when you graduate. It was simply because I genuinely was like, I want to do this for me. That's another thing in adulting, honestly, is part of adulting is realizing that some of the things that you did or even are currently doing is because that's what you were instructed to do. Like the idea of after high school, you go to college and you get a degree. But then after you get the degree, what what, what's next? You have to be a person on mm-hmm. your own and figure it out for yourself. And people, you know what, the, the argument that used to make me upset with the whole argument between PWI and HBCU was a lot of times the deterrent for black people to go to HBCU was, oh, you don't want to be coddled and you can... Um, you don't want to be coddled. You need to go and face the real world and da 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 As if to say, being at an HBCU is not facing the real world. I'm a minority everywhere else. I don't need to go to school and figure out who the fuck I am as a minority. I didn't need that. I can't even, having gone to an HBCU. Not nam time was I coddled. There was not a time where I was coddled or had a feeling of, because in the end of the day, we have experiences with that outside of our HBCU. Mm-hmm. Where you realize you have to still realize that it's a different world. Yes, there's. I will say there is a different culture different at HBCUs. Woo! I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There is a different experience at, at HBCUs, but it does not absolve you from the fact that in the world you are still a minority, and if you're black, you're probably the most hated race wherever you go. Factual, factual, and so it's. That that argument used to make me upset because I'm like, that doesn't dissolve me being a minority. It just means I have a safe space to grow, be, exist, and flourish while being in this world. And not once did they coddle us. If anything, they're the ones that was the hardest on us. The main thing I was ever told at HBCU is that I always have to be twice as better. Twice I, as good. I'm twice as at good all times. at all times to get half of what I deserve. And you know what I realized? I thought Enter to Learn, the part to serve was just to Bethune Cookman University. I didn't know how many HBCUs. A lot of programs they use that. They use that. And I was like, oh, I thought that was just for us. I thought it was a direct quote from Bethune herself. Listen. But it is not. Doc, Dr. Mary. That, that lady there, if anything about being on that campus, it taught us that being existing and choosing to do something different is always going to look crazy. Because mm-hmm. if, if you think about it, she was the late 1800s, early 1900s with... Eleanor Roosevelt as her best friend in the middle, mm-hmm. in the height of racism. She, and she was invited to sit at tables. We weren't even. Tables that were unfathomable to women to of her stature at. at that time. And for her to create a school that is still flourishing. Five little girls. $1.50. You would think that like. As an adult, you can only wish and strive to do something as notable, not even notable, but as legendary 
and as helpful to our people that she did. Right. And she's just one of many. And watching like Harriet, you realize with Harriet, all the things that she did that wasn't necessarily told. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah, she was the one of the engineers in the Underground Railroad, but let's take this for a second. She went a hundred miles on foot by herself, having fainting spells. Yeah. By herself. Who would have thunk thought? Can you fathom walking a hundred miles today? No. A <laughs> hundred miles. That's from here to Deltona. That's a hundred miles. Mm-mm. And that's so crazy is the fact that there are so many untold stories of countless uh, other ancestors of ours that have done amazing and great things and they're just stories have not been told like can you imagine what it would be like if we we could unearth those stories and they're still being unearthed that's why i did women's history month Mm -hmm. instead of like just black history month like i don't do like black history quotes i actually i literally went scourging for black women right who had some sort of impact on black history that was one of the things that my mother definitely instilled in me when I was younger is the it's the untold stories because right. at the end of the day history is written by the victors never the the victims and never the victims yeah and there are just there are unsung so many unsung heroes like they just are not focused on and my mother always wanted to shed light on all of them. Even within the music industry, where like Big Mama Thornton or um Bessie Bessie, like they had music that was literally stripped from them and whitewashed. And you never hear okay, so mm, I've been hurt some people's feelings. Majority of Elvis's catalogs stripped from black people. Was stripped from black people. Yeah. And it's like, y'all are literally idolizing a whole man whose whole career was built. Was stolen. Off of black people. Yeah. And people don't know, but people may not know, but the Dreamgirls is like, that's actually based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't. It was a very common thing for that period of time. I remember this because I actually wrote my senior paper about it. Ooh. I did. Tell me but more. It was a very common time, but just because black people were not protected legally when it came to their music. Right. So white people would come in and they were like, hear a song like, that's great, but we're going to change it up a little <laughs> to make it more servable to or digestible. <laughs> and they really, honestly, they would, they would keep the intonation they would keep the tones the canter like the, the all of it and it would totally sound different just like ah, i got me a cadillac cadillac, that, cadillac it would be that version served on a silver platter got me on the cadillac, radios cadillac, cadillac. And, or the other thing they would do is they if they did play <laughs> black people's music it was like a specific section for like 30 minutes a day right like you can have this little bit of black music that's it that's it 
and then you gotta go. <laughs> and then the niggas gotta go. <laughs> the niggas gotta go next. <laughs> Every time. Um, but yeah, we went all the way, all the way around different topics, but it all was around the same thing. But it, you know, speaking of music, guess what time it is? It is, ain't it? It's, it's music of the week. Music of the week. Hey, hey, music of the week. Music of the week. Hey, hey. Okay, so Channy, I went first last week. What you got this time? I went, you went first last week? I did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. this week I've been listening to Apple. Oh, wait, Tree. did you go? I I don't know. It don't matter. It it. Anyway, oh, I've mm. been listening to Apple Tree by Erica Badu. That's a great one. Oh my God. Ooh. There was one line in it that, like, it is personal power in that same one sentence. And she said, I be doing me because I can't be you. First of all, Erica Badu was well before her time. She was. She was but, giving us words. You know what? That album, Baduism, mm-hmm. is still a masterpiece. It is. And then one of my favorite songs on hers, every time I see my afro and she be she be all messed up, <laughs> I'll be like, pick your afro daddy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's flat on one side. You need to pick your afro daddy. <laughs> Or you'll have one side leg. <laughs> Give me all of the things I need. Listen, that whole album is is so good. Every time. Matter of fact, you know what? We're going to have to listen to that in the car. Yes. We're going back out to have a good time tonight. Which, thank you for getting me out the house more. Thank you. Because <laughs> we try to... Give me, thank you for giving me a purpose throughout the week because I be asleep. <laughs> Baby. I'm like, sis, we got things to do, honey. You gotta get up. I honestly, doing this is fighting my depression. Hey, it's listen, amazing. <laughs> we gonna keep fighting it because you know me. I don't, we don't do, I let you have your moment. <laughs> you don't let me be sad for too long. <laughs> no, no. I probably give you 48 hours. 48 hours of being sad and after that it's like, all right, you <laughs> get up. <laughs> Says, come on, we gotta go. We got stuff to do. <laughs> um, okay. This week is a little difficult for me to choose because I I've been in a space. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, it's not. Just kidding. So I'm back on Brie Babino. I'm back. Okay, okay. Um, however, this time is called Jacob's Song. Mm. And um, the words are just simply, I won't let go until you bless me, Lord. That's it. (laughs) And until you change my name till I'm no longer the same. And I just, you know. Again, me and my therapist, I love her, but I hate her. (laughs) Um, That's her job. (laughs) It's her job, and I really appreciate her for it. It's just that, like, I'm tired. The thing about therapy is 
you think you should be done with this particular topic. You should be done processing. You should be done facing. Right. You should be done feeling. Right. But God damn it, when your body bring that shit the fuck back up, uh-huh. you just got to deal with it and let it let it do what it's supposed to do. And so she keep making me think and process and be emotional and shit. And I'd be like... And Ariel does not like emotion. <laughs> I hate that shit, man. Like, it's so intense. Because I'm the type of person that I just love so hard. I love hard. And when that shit bites me back, I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And because I also have this blessing, curse, blessing, that I'm still... No, it's a blessing. And God always gives his people what they're supposed to have and get what they're supposed to get. So I get it. I understand it. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. I am one of those people who will continue to love Mm -hmm. and continue to be vulnerable even when everything around me tells me not to. It is very hard to do that. And honestly, that is that is a powerful gift. That is a very powerful gift. Yep. And today I got confirmation. I watched church this morning, right? I got confirmation. And he was just like, just shut up and be obedient. Okay, but Jesus, like, I don't like it, though. That, that'd be that shit. Sometimes I'd be at my altar and I'd be arguing with God. And I'd just be like... And I just realized that he just sometimes be like, shut up and be obedient. Okay. I no. literally have it tattooed. Fine. Like all my... Like the instructions of God to to me specifically tattooed on me. Be, be still. still, fear not. And every day I'm like active and scared. <laughs> now the fear part, I don't have the fear. But I realized that the faith part is hard faith is hard it is and so okay so we'll talk about this off my but yes we gotta come so back to that we gotta we talk. do we don't have a faith-based episode mm-hmm. we're just we're just gonna talk about it because i realized that we have a really strong faith and that even in our friends group mm-hmm. all of us have a really strong faith it's just hard but this has been another episode of Code Switching Naturally. Um, you know, all that YouTube shit, like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell a friend of a friend. Um, make sure you ring the little post notification bell thing so you can know when we post it again. It's every Friday. Every Friday, y'all. Every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday. Why do we get like 80 views on a video and we only got 30 something subscribers? Subscribe, damn I mean, it. I'm happy. Thank you for the 30 Thank subscribers. You. We do have y'all I, follow the I love y'all. Y'all obedient. Be obedient. That's Be what, telling y'all what to do. I mean, you know. But okay, guys. Um, until next week, I'm AJ. I'm Channy. Bye. Bye.